2: The Campaign Moment podcast from the Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening.
0: You're listening to Fox Sports
1: Radio. I'm R.J. Bell, straight out of Vegas. We're recapping, taken from the Vegas perspective, away from last night's big NBA games. Let's go with the Boston Celtics. To me, if you look at the Celtics, there's a lot of questions I don't think everyone's asking. And I think that—let's listen in with Colin Cowherd. I think the typical narrative is pretty close to Colin's. Let's listen.
3: The next dynasty is the Boston Celtics. They are going to win four of the next six, four of the next seven NBA championships— this team is going to rule this league for most of the next decade, barring an injury,
0: but this is a almost a perfect basketball team.
1: Almost a perfect basketball team. I think, in theory, he's right. I've got two questions. One, I haven't discussed yet. I just want to say it quickly, and we'll talk about it throughout the year. Who is a top five player on that team? Because maybe Tatum is becoming that. I don't think he's there yet. And maybe Kyrie was that, or maybe he wasn't, but he seems to be trending down. Now, we'll see. He didn't play well last night. But you rarely win the NBA title without a top three player. Go back, 79-80 season, Bird and Magic. Look at who won. Look at their best player. And you're going to say maybe the Spurs a couple years or five years ago, Leonard probably wasn't top three at that point. You go back to the Pistons and what? Was it 4 if I remember? And I think it's, I mean, Hakeem, think about it, Shaq, Kobe, you always have a top three. Can the Celtics win without a top three? And maybe it's about when Tatum becomes a top three. But here's the bigger short-term question. The depth of the Celtics, is that a positive? Oh, Kyrie didn't play really well. But everyone else stepped up. Hey, easy win. Or is it a source of conflict? Because we know NBA players aren't used to saying, oh, yeah, you get yours, and I'll be happy when we win the title. Some guys are like that. And Colin made a good point today. Stevens is a great coach. If anyone can do it, he's one of the handful that could. Fez, gut feeling, yes, no. Is the depth of the Celtics a source of conflict throughout this season?
0: I don't think it's going to be a big conflict because Brad Stevens is so good at integrating his parts, but we're going to
2: have to see.
1: R.J. Bow, straight out of Vegas. Last night also, Golden State, OKC... What was your main takeaway from the Game Fest? You know,
0: I'm a little concerned about Draymond Green coming into the season, a little bit of a sore knee. I heard it was going to be no problem at all, and he seemed a little disinterested in this game, only scored three points, something I got to keep my eyes on.
1: So do, uh, the question is, I think, was it a physical issue or is it finally the the famous Pat Riley disease of me? Because we talked about Boston being so talented. Would there be a problem Probably the key to Golden State's success recently is the fact there hasn't been a problem, meaning that it's been about winning for them. But now they have three? Three titles in their pocket? Does it start becoming more about me? And is this kind of the canary in the coal mine what we're seeing with Draymond? I think it's something to consider. Oh, by the way, Fez, real quick, we got a bet from the weekend straight out of Vegas about, what, six months ago, here's the bet, guys. Golden, or check it, OKC, would they make the playoffs? Fez gave me 4-1, to one, and I said they wouldn't. I know all you squares out there, and I'm not talking to anyone individually. You know who you are. You're thinking, oh, yeah, of course they're going to win it or, or make the playoffs, OKC. You ever see Westbrook? <laughs> Brad, you've got a new character. We're calling him Haystack Hank. <laughs>
2: Haystack Hank. Right?
1: What would Haystack Hank have to say about OKC making the playoffs?
2: Are you kidding me? They got Russell Westbrook. He averages a triple-double <laughs> per game. They, they signed Paul George. He got two best players. They got to make playoffs. You,
1: <laughs> you know, I'm going to love Haystack Hank. <laughs> That's good. Four to one, I've got. I like my position. And the main reason, I think the whatever effort Westbrook made to – Be accommodating to Paul George. It's like the guy that's real nice before the marriage and then finally he gets married and he's not so nice anymore, right? I think Westbrook's natural way is a question when it comes to teammates. And you got to wonder is he going to be Westbrook on his best behavior?
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
3: RJ, here on Straight Out of Vegas, you just gave us a special shout-out. John Gruden may have given you a shout-out as the subject of tanking has been brought up, and you had a conspiracy theory before anybody else did on the Oakland Raiders and the plan with the Raiders and John Gruden on Monday. Just go ahead and sum it up for the people that maybe haven't heard it that are listening now. Your thoughts on the Raiders organization. <music>
1: Maybe conspiracy theory isn't the right word because what we said, and we did it Monday, is everyone's being critical of the Raiders. I'm hearing like serious people like Nick Wright say maybe the Raiders are the worst team in the NFL. Now, I don't think that's even close. Fez, who do you got as the worst team right now in your power ranking? Buffalo Bills. And what would the Bills and Raiders on a neutral be right now?
0: It would be a a one-and-a-half-point favorite Oakland.
1: That's it, though. Yes. Ooh, I would lay the one in the hat. Well, see, I, yeah, I like the Bills because they're playing hard. But, but uh, I'm not sure Arizona, boy, that's interesting. But they're bad. The Ra- we can't say the Raiders are bad. And the point I made on Monday was who's to say that this isn't a different game the Raiders are playing, that it's not about wins and losses. Hey, they'd like to win if they could, but the game is get to Vegas. Because once we get to Vegas, the financial problems are over. And what do you do? You dis- you distract. Well, how do you distract any better than hiring the most bombastic coach in the NFL? Or at least the, the one with the highest media profile at minimum is Gruden. And you pay him a lot of money. But boy, maybe that's that's money well spent if it gets the Raiders to Vegas without there being a you know a big uproar about this, that, or the other. And once they're here, the Davises and any financial problems they may have, and that's a you know something people talk about, problem solved once you're in Vegas. Are the Raiders playing a bridge game, meaning bridging themselves to Vegas? And oh by the way, in that interim period, the Raiders would have a lot of good draft choices. So lo and behold, Brown style, maybe this team is mighty good three, four years from now once they're in Vegas. Well, Jonas, we said it. Maybe it was true. Maybe it wasn't. But that wasn't all. And John Gruden talked about the subject of tanking
3: when he met with the media.
0: I'll say this. We're not tanking anything. You know, I hear the hatred out there. Some of the rumors that we're tanking it to get a first-round pick or a higher pick. You know, we're not getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning to tank it. Ain't nobody tanking it. And I don't know who wrote that or who said that who thinks that, but that ain't the case here. You know, we're going to continue to work hard, continue to build our team, and um, that, was, that was part of the message.
1: Look at that. A modern-day Mrs. Cleo. I mean, called your shot. <laughs> now, listen, let's be fair. Jones, you consume a ton, ton of media. Maybe someone else said it. Did you hear anyone else? I didn't hear anybody say it. Huh. Brad? No. Fez? Just you, RJ. I tell you. Now, I do want to clarify one thing. I don't think they're trying to lose. I think they'd love to make the playoffs, the Raiders. So it's not quite tanking. Here's what I think it is. If the rumors are true, and again, Colin talked about this on The Herd this week, that it the the, the Mac situation, Cleo Mac, was about money. There's a little-known fact that And I don't have all the details on this, like to the decimal point. But when you sign a big contract, and there's a guarantee, a portion of that needs to go in escrow. You got to have that money to put in the bank. And let's just say, and we'll say hypothetically, allegedly, if you don't, now you got to trade Mac, and all of a sudden now the Raiders aren't near as good as they would be with them. So it's not so much you want to lose, it's you can't win because of your financial situation, but you got to get to Vegas where the financial situation gets cleared up. How do you get there? Well, you get there through distracting attention away from the wins and the losses. And it feels like it feels like to me, that's very possible.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
3: Guys, it is time to take an early look at the biggest games in both the NFL and college football, and we are going to start in the world of college football, where Michigan is a seven-point favorite at our tribal, Michigan State.
2: So we talk about it each and every Thursday on this show. It's Trends of the Week. Major trend floating around this series between Michigan and Michigan State. So this trend's so good, we're doing it a day early. We have to. <laughs> I mean, you can't talk this game without talking about Michigan State. The last 10 years, R.J., a perfect 10 and O against the spread against Michigan. I think it's part of the reason why a vastly superior Michigan team is only laying seven points here. I think it's building in the number. I think throw a lot of that past history out the window. Michigan, I think, got the monkey off their back last week against Wisconsin. I like the Wolverines here, minus seven.
1: So you don't lean, you like. I like them. All right, couple questions. Let's be honest. You've been on the Michigan bandwagon since the summer. Yep. And in the, an you know, we do our show prep. And in the email, I could even hear the whine <laughs> in your voice. You're like, it's like, this is just an imitation. I'm not saying this is exactly what it would what it sound like. Hey, I mean, people have been mad at me because I think Michigan's really good. Well, now other people think, me. like, are you that defensive? Like, what is it with you in Michigan?
2: I just think they're really good. Yeah, it's but it's like, it's
1: like you're taking it personally. Fez, you're picking up the green button. What, what, what's this about? What do you. Oh, you oh, on this game. Oh, wow. wow. can't right. wait for that. All right, one. guys, here's what you need to know. And uh, longtime listeners know anytime a pro likes a game, likes it, any other pro can pick up the button, press it, you hear the cash register, automatic $100 bet. 100? Yeah, it matters but it's about the pride. These guys hate losing, and, boy, it's fun seeing them pay each other. We got to start taping that. Real quick, though, last thing on Michigan. I'm going to give you a little credit, Brad. Maybe on the herd, Joel Klatt was on, and he said something that was pretty positive about Michigan.
3: I just saw Ohio State last week against Minnesota, um, and I've seen Michigan, even in a game in which they didn't play well, they were down 17-0 to Northwestern before they came back and won. From what I've both seen on tape evaluating both teams and what I saw live, my new favorite to win the conference is Michigan. Ohio State had so many holes. I mean, bad ones. The big plays they're giving up. Ohio State's given up 22 plays of 30 or more yards. That's sixth worst in college football. Their offensive line was atrocious last week. And Michigan just had, I would say, a top two, three team performance of any team in college football last week.
1: So, Brad, Michigan, Ohio State, Obviously, if Michigan's going to win the Big Ten, got to beat the Buckeyes. You can bet that game now, game of the year-type lines early. What's the current number?
2: Ohio State's a six-and-a-half-point favorite.
1: Well, listen, this is great for Joel Klatt. He has a huge opportunity here. He does. Right? Is He can come to Vegas, and even if Michigan loses, as long as they don't lose by a touchdown, he's going to win a bunch of money. I'm sure he'll put 10, dollars 50000 on it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be interested to see when the press reports come out of the big bet, I don't think it's going to happen because I think we all know two things about Michigan. They don't beat Ohio State and John Harbaugh.
2: He smells.
1: Jim. Oh, John, well, listen, I don't like either <laughs> of them. Jim, yeah, of course. I'm a, listen, I'm a Steelers fan and an Ohio State grad. How can I like the Harbaugh?
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.